Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode with Life with Chris and Tatum. My name's Chris. I'm the pastor here at Life Fellowship Church in McKinney, Texas. Hey, if you've not yet ever uh, joined us online for one of our weekend uh, services, man, I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, Not only are are we seeing hundreds and hundreds of people uh, engage on these weekly podcasts, but there's also thousands and thousands, in fact, over 33,000 folks every week are engaging in on our services, both online and in person. And so if you haven't yet, hop on over to our website or Facebook page. It's www.lifefellowship.tv and come and join us. All right. Today, I want to talk to you about a very important leadership and uh, relationship um, tool that I'm calling the slingshot effect. And this is going to be relevant no matter who you are, whether you're in school, whether you're a parent, uh, whether you are in business, whether you're retired, it doesn't matter. It's called the slingshot effect. And it's something that I, I read about, and it's a fascinating concept. And it's called the slingshot effect. So just let me set this up, and then I'll show you where I'm going with this, all right? So one of the keys to interplanetary journeys is what's called gravity assist maneuvers, So spacecrafts use uh, the gravity of different planets to get them where they need to go. So the orbit of different planets are used to change trajectories. So for example, the first spacecraft to experience a gravity assist was NASA's Pioneer 10. So in December 1973, I wasn't even born. But in 1973, it approached a rendezvous rendezvous with Jupiter, Jupiter, uh, the largest planet in the solar system. It was traveling at 9.8 kilometers per second. But following its passage through Jupiter's gravitational field, it sped off into deep space at a speed of 22.4 kilometers per second. So it went from 9.8 kilometers per second when it experienced the slingshot effect, it went to 22.4 kilometers per second. I mean, it's, it's almost like one of those uh, merry-go-rounds on the playground, you know, where you spin around, and if you let go, you go flying off in a particular direction. And I would know, because <laughs> that happened to me a number of times growing up. But that kind of acceleration is what's called the slingshot effect. So, Let's unpack this thought and talk about how this plays out in our lives and how we can use this to accelerate the growth in our lives, in business, in, uh, in, in relationships, in finances, in health, okay, in, in, in virtually every area of your life. Okay, here's the first thing you need to know. Number one, relationships are like gravity assists. So here's my point. And to me, this makes so much sense. Your relationships with others are like gravity assists, whether positive or negative. I can think uh, personally of 
of a half a dozen people, mentors and pastors and professors and friends who have pulled me into their orbit and used the gravity assist to slingshot me to where I am in my interplanetary journey or my, my walk with God, my, my, my journey uh, through this place called life. And the Bible actually talks about this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12, uh, verse 24 says that we are called to, and I quote, consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. It's the slingshot effect. In fact, I think it's so interesting that the Bible uses the word consider. It says, consider how we may spur one another on. Consider. I looked that word up and it means to think to reflect, to mull over. It's something that demands concentrated attention. So the goal of considering others is to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And as Christians, we have a personal responsibility to, to do this. We do. So we can spur people towards uh, good good things, or we can spur them towards bad works. Hebrews calls us to lead others to a practical expression of love and, a, and an attractive display of unselfish deeds. So when the believers w- would meet and when, when we meet together, it's not just to hear preaching, but it's to encourage each other uh, to love and to spur one another onto good deeds. So don't, listen, hey everybody, don't overlook such relationships if you expect to live a vital, successful Christian life. So let me ask you a question. I want you to ponder this for a second. Think about and name somebody that God has placed in your life to bring acceleration to you, whether it's finances, uh, spirituality, leadership, uh, parenting, marriage. For me, you know, in ministry, uh, I can't look any f- further than a, than a guy that I owe a lot to, and his name is Sam Farina. So after I had graduated Bible college, um, there was a, an evangelist that was uh, in, the, in the 90s, uh, and in the late 90s when I graduated, he was one of the number one most sought-after um, evangelists in all of America. And he's been a friend of our families, and, and I knew him kind of. And after Bible college, he extended an offer to me to come travel for about three or four months with him around America. And so here I am, a young Bible college student, and what I did is I got, uh, he said, Chris, if you will pay to come to these events that I'm going to, I'll take care of your housing. Uh, in other words, where you sleep and what have you and your food, I'll pay for it all. But you got you to gotta get to these locations. I said, you're on. And I remember how much that stretched me. And I had to raise like, you know, 800 or or $1,000 back then to pay for my gas uh, and food as I was traveling. But we traveled America. I mean, we went from Washington State to New York, um, to, to, to Indiana, to Minnesota, uh, Montana. I mean, everywhere, Michigan. And what would happen is, is that 
I would go to these places with him and I would set up his book table and he would use me at times to go speak at little, you know, offshoots and different moments. Um, but I got to hang around him and I got to see how he prepared himself for the services. And, uh, you know, uh, as a, as a young Bible college student, here's this successful evangelist. I got to, I got to be there and pray with him beforehand. I got to see kind of how he crafted messages and, and I would speak at different times and he would come back and he would coach me and say, Hey, why don't you do it a little different like this and, and say it like this. And I would take those things and I would glean them. Uh, you know, I, I would go out to eat with him and, and other, you know, big name pastors and what have you. And I watched how he would interact and I watched how he would um, encourage other people and the genuine love that he had for others and how he made sure that he had fun and they would eat good. And man, it did something on the inside of me. I grew in leaps and bounds in my life. Why? Because God used Sam Farina to be a gravity assist in my life. God used him to, to uh, produce the slingshot effect in my life. And when I left uh, after those four, four months with him, man, it shot me out in a trajectory that was <laughs> way greater than anything that I could have ever done had I just been on my, on my own because he stretched me. I was around bigger ideas and bigger people, and bigger environments. And I'm just going to ask you, you know, think about those people that God has has uh, uh, brought into your life to do that. And don't discredit those moments. In fact, uh, let me give you five quick ways to spur one another on. There's five things. Number one, get fellowship right. In fact, in the Greek, that word fellowship is actually the word contribution. You know that one of the greatest ways that you can get fellowship right uh, is by getting involved. Get on a dream team. You serve together. You're starting to... Um, you know, uh, propel a, a certain ministry or uh, a life group or uh, to, to propel it forward, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to spur each other on. You're going to dream together. You're going you're gonna to pray together. You're going uh, you're, you're to wrap your faith around that together, and it's going to encourage the both of you. So number one, get fellowship right. Here, number two, know your neighbors. So I remember... Uh, I. I invited uh, one of our neighbors to church once, and they told me no, and they knew I was a pastor. No. Well, later on, we invited them over to the home for dinner, and guess what they said? They said yes, and we began to develop a relationship with them, and eventually, they started coming to the church. So if you, if you want to spur other people on, number one, get fellowship right. Number two, get to know who your neighbors are. Maybe it's you know people in your apartment or people in your dorm room or people that live on, on your neighborhood. And, and don't just invite them to church. Ask them to come to a barbecue. Ask them to, to, to watch the game. Number three, look out for what I call aloners. So in other words, develop a community-minded vision. Weave, weave a web of inclusion. So when you show up to services on Sunday, wherever you attend church, look out for aloners and pull them in. Yeah, I mean, hey, how you doing? Maybe you want to go grab a coffee or just pour into them. Look out for them. Number four, don't wait for the church to connect you. 
See, this is one of the things that so many people do. That you, we, we sit in a corner oftentimes or we sit in a row by ourselves and we think, well, nobody's coming up to me to talk to me. Nobody's saying anything to me. And the reality is, is that you'll make more friends in two weeks than you will in two years by simply becoming interested in other people than trying to make them to become interested in you. So go out of your way to um, invite somebody to coffee. Go out of your way to go to dinner with somebody. <laughs> to go, go out of your way to ask somebody to help you move. No, listen, uh, don't wait for the church to connect you. You take the initiative. You, you show yourself friendly. You, you show yourself that, that you put yourself out there. And then here's the fifth thing, and that's this. Have thick skin, but maintain a tender heart. Listen, don't take uh, offenses so, uh, so easily. Don't let your immature heart harden you. No, have thick skin and a tender heart. The way I've said it for years is you need to have the heart of a teddy bear and the skin of a rhinoceros. So God's given us this mandate to spur one another on. So we need to get involved and, and rub shoulders to get to see and make a difference. Number two, get out and know your neighbors. Maybe that's your neighbors and coworkers in the office where you work or what have you, or in your neighborhood. Number three, look out for loners. Develop a community mindset. Weave a web of inclusion. Number four, don't wait for the church to connect you. Go ahead and invite somebody to come hang out with you. And number five, get thick skin and keep a tender heart. Which really brings me to a question that I want to challenge you with today. And I, I want you to grapple with this question. And for some of you, this is going to be something that you'll grapple with all week long. And that's this. Will you spur others on. See, I fully believe that God wants to use you to be the slingshot effect for other people. God wants to use you to make a difference like that. You know, there was a time in my life that I was always looking for someone to, to slingshot me ahead. <laughs> but there comes a point that you need to realize, man, God also wants to use you uh, to, to take other people and move them forward to help other people win. Now that doesn't, there, I don't think that there's ever going to really come a point in your life that, that there won't be other people that like, I, listen, for me, I know that there are people that have gone places I've not gone. They have answers that I don't have yet. They, God has revealed them to them truth that I don't know just yet. And I need to be around them so that it will propel the, the preferred future that God has in my life. And I'm constantly aware of that. But I'm also thinking about now um, those that God wants to use me so that I can propel other people to go farther. Listen, the other night I, had, I attended a small gathering and I was floored by how many mature, seasons, uh, seasoned believers made this statement. And, and some of these uh, were people that are, boy, the, the, the business accolades that they have and what they've done in the marketplace and what they've done in all things. I mean, they have, 
they have killed it in the business world. They've killed it in all these other areas of influence. But but here's what I was hearing over and over, and that's statements like this. I've been hurt, and I'm scared to invest my heart. Or I, I heard others that said, I don't have anything to offer. And can I just tell you, don't chicken out. Don't buy into that lie that says that you don't have anything to offer or that because you've been hurt in the past, it, it just doesn't pay to invest your heart in, into different people and different things. Don't buy into that. God has so much that he wants to do through you. Don't chicken out. Listen, God loves to play chicken with us. Hashtag that. God loves to play chicken. So he often tests us to see if we're going to believe him against all odds. Think about this. The the Israelites, they chickened out when they saw the giants in the promised land. So God said, hey, the promised land is yours, and I'm, I'm leading you to a land of milk and honey, and it's a place where I'm going to multiply your descendants. They showed up, and they, they saw these cities that were well fortified, and they chickened out. They said, well, I know God promised us, but <laughs> it ain't going to happen. What was God doing? He was setting them up to see, okay, you're going to trust me, or you're going to trust what you see. Uh, how about David? David did not chicken out when he faced the giant Goliath. I mean, he faced him full on. Uh, Peter, Peter did not chicken out when, when he got out of the boat and he water walked. But then he did chicken out when he, he was water walking and, and started looking at the waves and he started sinking. Listen, I think spiritual breakthroughs are usually preceded by a game of chicken. Did you hear what I said? I think spiritual breakthroughs are usually preceded by a game of chicken. So if we chicken out, we're going to miss out and we're going to keep wandering in the wilderness. All that to say, to say this, I've been challenged in this past year not to chicken out. So there were a couple instances where I was tempted not to pray a specific prayer for, for something and other, other uh, moments for, for people because I was afraid that it might not get answered. But when I decided I ain't going to chicken out, I'm going to pray this boldly. I'm going to declare this. God answered them. And as Christ followers, God needs you. I need you. I, I need you involved. I need you to help spur others on. Listen, I think that, listen, I think that most of the good stuff that happens in our lives happens because we didn't chicken out with God. Hey everyone, don't chicken out on what God wants to do in, in your life. Experience the slingshot effect. Experience the miracle working power of God. Not only are we to be looking for those that we can get around that will enlarge us and help us dream bigger, think bigger, help us to, uh, to do things in a better way. And that can happen through you know, books that you read and podcasts that you listen, listen to and relationships and friends. But then also realize that God wants to use you. Don't discredit yourself. Don't tell, don't, don't tell the Lord, well, I don't have anything to offer. You have a lot to offer. There's more in you than you ever realize possible. And the enemy would love nothing more 
to, than to convince you to continue to buy into a lie that keeps you living beneath the preferred future that God has for you. No, if anything, now more than ever before, we need to rise up to be the men and women of God that he has called us to be. And to say, you know what? Yeah, I've been hurt in the past. And yeah, man, my heart's been broken in the past. But I'm going to keep finding people that I can invest my heart into. I'm going to look out for loners. I'm not going to be the person that just sits in the corner and waits for everyone to come to me. No, I'm not going to play, you know, the 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 wounded dog. Instead, I'm going to weave a web of inclusion. I'm going to I'm going to keep thick skin and have a tender heart. I'm going to I'm going to get to know my neighbors. I'm going to get fellowship right and I'm going to get involved in contributing to the greater good. Here, here in, in, in the church, I'm going to use my time, my talent, my treasure to advance the kingdom of God, to go places where it's never gone before. And in the process, I'm going to be looking for those that I can pull close to me and I can help them to experience the slingshot effect. And no matter how f- fast they were going before, I'm going to take them and I'm going to propel them into the God-inspired future. And here's the deal. When you do that, you will have a portion of reward that will come back towards you from God because of the fact that you showed into their life, because of the fact that you you invested that time, that, that, that wisdom, that smile, that encouragement that you poured into them. God said, man, even when you give somebody a cold cup of water, if you do it in my name, I'm not going to forget that. I'm going re- to reward you for that. Hey, everybody, don't chicken out. Don't, don't dismiss yourself. You, you got greatness on the inside of you. And I'm going to keep telling you that until you finally believe it. There's gold on the inside of you. You may not be a 10 in every area, but you are a 10 in, in at least one area. And let God use you in that. Listen, I believe that God has some incredible spiritual breakthroughs um, for you in the coming days. And get ready for it. Before that breakthrough happens, you're going to come face to face with a defining moment. You're going to come face to face with something that's going to challenge your 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 faith, your belief. It's going to stretch you. It's going to get you out of your comfort zone. And if you would take a risk, if you would be faithful, if you would say, "God, I'm going to listen to you and do what you say," instead of being moved by what you feel. Get ready. Get ready for the for the blessings of God to impact your life and, and overtake you. And so let me just pray for you as we wrap this up today. And next week, Tatum will be back with me. And you're not gonna want you're not gonna want to miss it. Next week's gonna be a lot of fun. Okay. So make sure that you're a part of that. But let me just pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each person that is uh, listening today. And I thank you, Lord, that you're providing a slingshot effect for all of us. First of all, to to benefit us so that we can grow into who you've called us to be. But then also, Lord, you've called us to be looking for those that are all around us, that we can wrap our arms around others and bring them along with us. And so God, keep our heads on swivel, I pray today. Help us to be aware of your movements in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us not to chicken out. Give us strength. Give us courage. Give us boldness, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask. 
Amen. And amen. And amen. Hey, everybody, it's going to be a great day today. You cannot help but win. God is on your side. Listen, God is walking with you. I tell, I tell uh, the people at Life Fellowship all the time, you know, it'd be great to be a conqueror because God says you are more than conquerors. It'd be great to be a conqueror, but God said you're more than a conqueror. And so today, hold your head up high. As a leader, people are going to be taking cues from you. They're going to be watching your tone. They're going to be seeing how you respond to situations. Watch your attitude. Watch your tone. Watch, keep your chin up high. Walk into a room. Make people feel better after they've spent some time with you. Fill people's encouragement takes up today. Appreciate them. Love on them. And watch God use you to be the slingshot effect in their life. Right on, everybody. Right on. Well, hey, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless you, everyone. Bye-bye.